Speaking of SEO, most Webflowers are focused maybe on design or there's a, there's a big proportion of Webflowers that are very technical but maybe don't really understand the content creation process and certainly not the distribution process. You know, let's make content and then it's like put a tweet out there and be like, let's hope for the best, let's hope this goes viral. So can I ask you a little bit about if Webflowers are potentially trying to get clients maybe and they're looking at uh, writing articles and creating content what advice would you maybe give them to potentially think about creating more effective content than they potentially are right now Hmm, that's a good question i would say there's there's two ways to see it one answer that i'll give you won't answer completely your your question and then one will but let me start with some context i think that actually a lot of what other Webflowers fail to do is actually create sites that are not optimized for search. They look pretty and it's awesome, but it matters. It matters, especially for winning deals. And if you tell a client, right, big or small, hey, you don't have to hire somebody else to make sure that all the hierarchies and syntaxes are properly set up on the site. I actually already know how to do that. And I know that how to do that really well. Let me show you all the examples, right? Like, you're, not only you're saving the money, but the, the site is ADA compliant, right? Is loading fast and right? Like, yes, people want to have beautiful websites, but they also want to have functional websites, especially if they're building a site for conversion, for growth, right? And so that is also something that we definitely like hone in in our pitch that makes us stand out for so many people. And of course, you need to know how to do that and you need to understand the concepts. But I would say that's part one. A lot of people do make that mistake. Two, to answer your question around content, I always think about like what I want. I personally, as an agency or as a as a personal brand, if I'm just one person, what do I want to be known for? And so I think about the niches that I'm known for. I do some, if you don't know how to do keyword research, it's honestly really easy. You go to one of those SEO tools and just search how people talk about whatever topic you, you want to write about. Like obviously scaling the search to a different level, that's a different story. But I would start there, right? Like what are the things that you are different about? So let's just say for me, right? Like I've worked in education, so I can talk about all the education sites that I've worked on and I can talk about what makes each special, right? And I would write that, right? I would write the thinking, I would write the process. And I would show the examples, the colors, like why do I use certain colors? Why do I use certain typography for education folks? Because they have different audiences, right? Like the people that usually are looking at education are students, teachers, policymakers, right? All their education partners. I talk about the audience. I talk about how the site is just such a big component of the strategy. And so the more you can show your thinking, the better, right? One of the other questions we get asked, this is the last thing I'll say, is like, you know, a lot of, for example, we work with a lot of nonprofits. Oh, but we're on WordPress, right? That's that's usually the the question that a lot of people get asked. And I I previously worked on WordPress too before doing the agency. And obviously, there's a reason why I, I just do Webflow now. Oftentimes, they ask me what's the actual difference, and I can tell them about it. But then, actually, Slam has a blog about it, 
And then you can kind of read through it and, you know, ask me any questions. So I use it as a both, right? Like answering questions or thinking about what my client might ask me. And then I just use that as like, actually, we proactively write about this because we deeply want to educate every single customer around this. So yeah, use it for sales, use it for your own promotion. And we also rank for it, which is, you know, A plus, like it helps us win in different ways. Beautiful answer. Okay, so let's recap for anyone that's like, hold on, there's loads and loads of nuggets dropping that we need to just recap. So a lot of the time, Webflowers are very visual. They come to the platform because they're like, wow, I can do animations and I can do a unicorn floating through the screen really easily and whatever. Cool, but do not forget that users are coming to the site for a purpose and they want to, you know, actually do stuff on that site like they don't just want this wow effect and i think sometimes webflow is i'm talking about me here as well you know might forget the fact that you're not creating the site for you or your client it's your client's client like it's the person that's coming to that site so it needs to be effective and the word effective can be you know determined by whatever the goal is that you're trying to achieve but if it is conversion like sylvia says think about not only how that content is laid out, the visuals, but also some key basic SEO stuff, the boring stuff, the stuff that you didn't watch when you were going through Webflow University, but you should have done. And and I think that's that's the key thing to, to underline here. And then you went on to say that if you are a Webflower that's trying to create content to maybe get clients for you, or maybe you're trying to create as a service for your clients, just think about what are the questions that you keep getting asked that potentially you could actually turn into content and and also what do you want to be known for? What kind of content do you want to make to show off what you know as, as a thought leader? Because I think sometimes people just create content without too much thought about who and is anyone even searching for this? But a good indicator is if you keep getting asked that same question, hey, maybe people are also typing that in, right? So... Is there anything that we should talk about in terms of, I mean, I know SEO is just, I mean, we could do a whole podcast about oh, SEO yeah. and, I, and I don't want this podcast to be just about that, obviously. But I mean, is there any like nuggets that you think, oh, there's this great resource that I think you guys need to check out if you're in, more interested in essentially doing the basics well when it comes to developing websites that, that Slam Media seems to focus so well on? Maybe your blog. <laughs> yeah, you can check out our blog. I would say I write pretty often just to get the, the traffic going, but we have thousands of people visited uh, on a monthly basis just through search. And, uh, you know, I don't do anything. We get clients from it, which is a win-win. Like we're ranking for, you know, Webflow versus Wix, Webflow versus Editor X. So anybody that is searching for that is likely trying to think about what CMS to use or what platform to use. And we're trying to meet them where they are, right? Like they're ready to actually do the switch or they're, they're, they're doing research. So a lot of the content that you see on our blog is either for lead gen or to educate our existing clients. And that's how we think about our content strategy to funnel all the Webflow work or the search work. And yeah, we make sure we always make sure everything is connected to a call to action versus just writing for the sake of writing, like you mentioned. And I also want to touch upon something that you said while you were talking about that process of setting up your agency. A lot of the time, people will ask, how do I get clients? How do I get clients? And in the past, I've 
said that one of the easiest ways, or one of the most obvious ways maybe, is to reach out to your existing network. That sounded like it was an incredibly successful way of you inadvertently, or just as a consequence or byproduct of just reaching out and being like, hey, I'm thinking about changing careers and setting up my own thing, but I don't really know what I'm... And then actually those people were like, well, we'll hire you. And that sounded like that kind of gave you the confidence to be like, okay, I'm going to set this thing up now. Have I interpreted what you've said correctly? And do you recommend that for other freelancers? I, I always recommend reaching out to anybody. The worst thing you can get is just ignore or a no. <laughs> After getting so much re rejection, because I've, I've done outreach in the past for other stuff, you just get used to it, which is kind of nice. But I, I think you can probably relate to it in some ways too. But one of the biggest things that I realized as I was doing the outreach was that one, I, it wasn't that I was coming in like, ah, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I was, I think I brought in an, an, like a different energy, right? Like I was like, I'm really excited to start something new. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm really, really excited. And I think that actually does make a difference uh, versus coming in just like asking for career advice, if that makes sense. Like you, you have to show that part of you that, that drives you, right? Like, and I think people get excited to help people that are excited. And that is a, yeah, just, just one big thing. Another thing I was going to mention, Jack, is that at the end of the year, all those people that I talked to or that I message or yeah, that I had even just one casual conversation, I mean, say I have them on my CRM, but I actually send them an annual recap of how I'm doing on my personal life and also a slam. And I have like a, a few asks at the bottom that are not like, give semi clients or anything like it, but just like, hey, here's kind of like the type of people I want to connect with, or here's kind of what we're launching this upcoming year. And if you know anybody that is interested, send them our way, no, no pressure. And that's also part of like, just, you know, keeping everybody posted, obviously, in the, on the journey, but build, continue building that relationship, because it only takes one person to send you one, you know, one client that can lend you to other things. And the client that hires us, for the first time, like my first client, essentially, still works with us, refers us to other clients. And so, you know, it only takes one client to, to lead to other bigger things. And, and keeping that relationship is just really, really important, building that rapport. And I, I know that it's it sounds scary. Like, you know, when I first started doing it, I was like, oh, I wonder what they're going to think. What if they don't respond to me? I will say two things that have helped me, because I won't tell you that it's easy to just get out, get, get, get that fear away. One is earlier in my career, I reached out to people that had a very similar background to mine, right? So I'm Peruvian, I'm Asian, and I grew up in South America. And I remember seeing on the news, Jack, somebody that was like, I was like, oh, she kind of looks like me, like just the, the, like the vibe, literally the vibe, like physically. And I, I, I click on the article and she happened to be a, a Peruvian Asian venture capitalist. And I was in college at that time and I reached out to her and she responded and we're still friends till now. And she got, basically she has, she has helped me get some of the jobs that I had before starting slam on top of that. But with that being said, right? Like, I think that there's always something in common that you can have with somebody that will also open the doors for you. Like it only takes literally, it only takes one person to change your life. And then two, um, there was one woman who I reached out to after I quit 
job and started Slim, who I had only talked to once, Jack, once in my life. And she got me two clients because she was also, she had also gone solo and she was like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Let me like, let me get like reach out to a bunch of my contacts and see they'll be interested in doing some of your work. And then within two months, I landed two university clients actually. And those are, I mean, obviously, as you can imagine, fantastic. But yeah, again, right? Like the worst thing you can get is a no. So I highly just encourage finding something in common with people that you want to reach out to and then just hone in into that. And people want to help people. So don't, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm.